Welcome back to another episode of the Good Grow Great Podcast, you guys. This segment is Growth Amplifiers, and I'm Talia Toha. This is the segment where we get to dive into certain techniques, high-level concepts, and even things that are not immediately obvious that can really help you grow your, your business, your job, your career, and definitely your life as well, and how to live this big, wonderful, meaningful life that impact other people's lives without actually sacrificing some of the most important things in your life. And I think this is something that I become much more deeply passionate about in recent years. I think we all understand the importance of this, given the current circumstances and everything that's going on. I think it is so crucial, though, that we kind of find these income blind spots. And this is a concept that I discovered over the course of the years working with other people in different backgrounds. And I realized that there are certain things that are immediately obvious to all of us, myself included. And yet there are certain things that if you pay close attention to, only a few people notice these things. And those people who do, who notice these income blind spots, they are the ones who really, really take it up to the next level. And they are the ones who really earn handsomely and live a fulfilling life. So if you can spot these income blind spots for yourself, you will have discovered these key levers for your growth. You will have discovered something that is really just amazing. And you get to just kind of get home and you feel good about the full day's work that you've already done and people that you work with. And you also feel great about just sitting at the dinner table and you're like, you know what? That was a great day. That was a meaningful day. And I love what I do. So these are the goals. And some of the key takeaways that you're going to get today are how to use certain techniques to spot the right opportunities so that you can spot these income blind spots and then how to leverage these blind spots with time to work in your favor so that you can really put it all together in a meaningful way, in a way that you're proud of. Without further ado, do not forget to hit follow or subscribe and let's dive in, you guys. I've worked in many different industries and with various different people. And I realized that wherever I go, there are always certain people who who would go, uh, well, you know what? I'm doing all of these things and I'm doing all of the right things. And you see that they're doing all the right things. And yet when it comes down to it, you notice that, well, this is something that's not working, right? How come this is not working? It's often the questions that we all come up with after we try a number of things for uh, a period of time. And then slowly you're like, well, why should I bother, right? Sometimes this happens. And you kind of get this feeling sometimes with even more literal things. I realized this actually when I was starting to drive my car. And this was obviously a number of years ago. And I, when you start to drive your car, at least in America, you have to, they tell you that you have to turn your head left or turn your head right to check for any oncoming car that is kind of coming up on either side of your car, right? And and, and even though you have a rear view mirror and you have the two side mirrors in, in your car, you are 
are supposed to turn your head left and right. And so when I was taught this, I was kind of like, well, why would this be? I felt like three mirrors should cover it, right? And they kind of cover the whole side of the car. You got the left, the right, and then the back. So I felt like that was uh, that was a little bit too much in the beginning, of course. Now I don't do this anymore, but I remember after repeatedly turning left and right for weeks and weeks and months and months, there was one moment when I didn't, of course, I just looked at my side mirrors before merging left and merging right. And uh, I just looked at my side mirrors. I didn't turn my head. And of course, that was the time when a car crept up next to me. And the car was, if I remember correctly, it looked like it was about an inch to three inch from my car. Like this, there's our sides are about one to three inch apart. So we were kind of close. And if we weren't careful and we have shaky hands, we probably would have hit each other. Thankfully, that didn't happen. But still, after that incident, I was kind of, I was really kind of prompted. It got me thinking about these blind spots and income blind spots, perhaps even certain things that maybe we didn't notice that other people are noticing that are right under our nose, right? Certain things that are happening right under our very own eyes. And we just, for some reason or another, we just can't see it because of what we're doing, perhaps because of all of the things that we are juggling, right? So we're looking, that's why I started kind of embarking on this research and a deeper analysis on, okay, well, what are some of these blind spots in our work? Are there key levers that we can find and we can use so that you no longer have to just kind of do all of the things that everyone else is doing and you can only do really just the right things that fit whatever it is that you're doing so that not only your growth is the way that you want it, but also even more and it goes beyond what you expect. And so for that reason, I actually wanted to share with you some of the things that I notice when we get to, when, we, when it comes to earning handsomely, perhaps if that's your goal, and also at the same time, impacting other people's lives, right? So how do these two work together. Now, I do wanted to share with you because this is something that that I think is overlooked often, right? And I wanted to share with you what this income blind spot really means. So if you're kind of like, maybe you're walking right now and you're listening to this podcast and you're jogging maybe or you're exercising or whatever, you're walking around the house. So take a look, just kind of set your eyes on maybe one fixed point, right? Whether that's the wall of your room, it doesn't matter, a computer or something far off at a distance, a tree, but just fix your eyes on that one spot, okay? And take a couple seconds to do that. And then once you fix your eyes on that, I want you to kind of raise your hand. It doesn't matter which hand, just one hand and put it on your right eye, Okay, put it on your right eye and just cover your right eye. So really, you're only using your left eye at this moment, right? And uh, just kind of commit that vision to memory, whatever you're seeing that fixed point, commit that vision to memory, and then bring your hand down. And then now bring that same hand and cover the left eye. Okay, cover the left eye. And notice if the image had moved. All right. Notice if your image of that fixed point had moved. I know some of you guys probably already discovered this when you're a kid and you're kind of playing outside perhaps and you're just kind of you're just kind of wondering, oh, I wonder why 
that image move when I cover one eye or when I close the other eye or whatever. If you close that other eye and you notice that the image suddenly moved, that means that closed eye is your dominant eye. Now, why am I bringing this up? Because I'm not an optometrist and I'm sure there's a science behind it that explains the whole thing and maybe even better uh, explain it better than I, I was just explaining it to you. But the gist of it is that basically one eye is more dominant than the other, right? And you actually, when you're using both eyes, you're actually relying much on or heavier on that one dominant eye. And the other one is there. Uh, I don't know why the other one is there. You can ask your optometrist, perhaps that's for for backup reasons, but uh, or maybe for balance reasons. I'm not sure. That's not my specialty. But the point is, if you have a dominant eye, that's actually your strongest part, right? Your strongest eye. Now, I'm not saying to not use your non-dominant eye, but if you kind of use that analogy and you kind of apply it to whatever it is that you're doing, you do realize that there are certain things that if you use and focus on that more heavily, you'll get not even just good results, but better and great results. You see what I mean? Like, so if you're trying to like hit a, a target uh, and you have a bow and arrow and you're using your non-dominant eye and just your non-dominant eye, then you're going to miss, right? It's more likely that you're going to miss unless you've practiced to use your non-dominant eye and you train it, etc. However, if you start off using your dominant eye to hit that target, you're more likely to succeed, maybe twice as likely to succeed. So the concept is that if you kind of use the dominant eye and you rely on the dominant eye and you grow that dominant eye and you train it even more, you become better at using it, you'll get even further along. And not only you get further along, you'll get even faster at getting to where you want to go. So in this kind of in this kind of world where you need to to stand out in a meaningful way because there's so many good, great things happening and everyone around you is doing good work, then this is where you need to apply this dominant eye technique. We need to find what are some of our strengths and how can we push it further, right? And really this concept of the strengths and weaknesses that we have, I think most people, uh, myself including sometimes, we often try to kind of use most of our weaknesses because we see other people using those things as their strengths. You know, like maybe they're good at certain things that you're not good at and you're like, oh, you know what? Maybe I should do that because that's working for them without realizing that that very thing is actually your non-dominant eye. And you have this other thing that's just sitting around waiting to be discovered, waiting for you to use it and push it to the next level. And what's surprising is actually if you really just, not that you shouldn't grow your weakness and you shouldn't make it better, but if you actually focus on your strengths and push it, you'll get even further than you could imagine. And uh, I mean, you you know this even from from day to day, right? A lot of times, maybe when you are when you're ordering food, right? You're ordering food, you're taking out somewhere from a restaurant or something, and they give you like this extra side or two or three sides or something extra that you didn't feel like you actually needed. And you're just kind of like eating it. I think in America, a lot of these things are uh, take the form of like fries and all these kinds of, of course, junk food. And they give it to you, right, as a side. And 
you're in it actually for let's say you're into burgers you're in it for actually like the burgers or you're in it for the main course but then they give you all of these sides that are nice to have but if you kind of focus on eating just those sides you'll never be full right you're actually maybe you're going to be even hungrier and if you don't eat the right things you'll get uh you'll in an hour or two you're going to be like oh i feel terrible not only do i feel terrible i'm not full this is terrible right and you kind of have this cascading effect of negativity that shouldn't have happened if you just focus on really that fulfilling meal and in our case when we're looking at our work we focus on just a few of our strengths and while we kind of on the on the side here we're kind of growing and honing our weaknesses little by little then you actually have this sort of not just compounding effect but the snowball effect uh, takes up this amazing speed to the point that perhaps you might not even be able to keep up with it and that's the only good problem that you might have. So this is the kind of problem that we want to have, right? And really the way that we kind of can think about it is just because we can, it doesn't mean we should. Right. I'm going to say that again, just because it's always good to remember this. And I always try to remember this as well for myself, because oftentimes we forget. Right. It's so easy to just kind of go, oh, you know what? This is a little thing that I really want to grow. And you just kind of start moving that way, taking away focus from some of the really key things that can actually still pick up speed and momentum. So just because you can, it doesn't mean you should. Right. You can do a lot of things. You can be a lot of things to a lot of people, but that's often not the right path, right? Because if you're only 10% good at 10 different things, then it's very difficult to stand out. But if you are 100% great in this one thing, or maybe you are 50% really phenomenal at two, th two things, and, uh, and that's your key strengths, you really kind of can take it to the next level. So I think this is something that we can kind of leverage and we don't often think about when we're looking for big results. And so if you notice, though, these are not, you know, these are small things. It just takes the discipline and the thoughtfulness for us to notice what those strengths are, what those key levers are for you to really take it up to the next level. So I think if you think about it, this is exactly why sometimes we see uh, people saying things like, I didn't see this coming, right? Uh, that came out of nowhere. How did it happen? I had no idea how it happened. Where did that come from? You hear that often, right? We see, we say these things often. And uh, in any kind of situation, sometimes you're just in personal life and definitely professional life as well. You're like, where did that come from? <laughs> Right. And you just didn't see it coming. Maybe that's bad news. Maybe that is being laid off. Maybe that is a deal that you lost. Right. Or maybe that is a launch that failed that you thought for sure was going to work. And so you're just kind of th sitting there. You're thinking, how on earth did that happen? How come that, how come I didn't see that coming, right? And this is why this income blind spots is really something that 
we need to pay attention to because if you you realize these these income blind spots that you can then turn into growth blind spots and into growth amplifiers you'll find that you are not just light speed uh, ahead you'll also have way too many good ideas and way too many good things going for you and again the really the only problem you'll have is uh, which one to pick right and which one to focus on so how do we spot these income blind spots but I do, I do want to kind of, there are many ways to do this, right? And we don't have the time to cover all of them. But one of the things that I want us to really focus on is to go back to that analogy of your eyes. And for a minute, just imagine that your eyes are just two circles, two circles that if you kind of put them closer next to each other, right, and it creates a Venn diagram. Uh, for those of you guys who may have forgotten what a Venn diagram is from your fifth grade, and, uh, you know, we all kind of forget our, our fifth grade math, but Venn diagram is essentially just a quick refresh, is when you have two or more circles uh, overlapping at one point or another, right? And so when they overlap, though, they create an intersection, an area of intersection where those two uh, two circles or two areas, some share some commonalities. And when you are looking for income blind spots, you want to sh- you want to be looking for actually these shared commonalities. Now, a lot of people tend to veer just one way or another. They kind of look at, oh, I got to do the social media, you know, and they just focus on the social media, not realizing that, well, actually, my strength would be if I combine social media, one area of growth with this other area of growth. Maybe for you, your specialty is in serving people who are in, I don't know, urban areas, right? And you kind of put together social media, uh, urban area, and that's your area of intersection. And that's actually your income blind spot. Perhaps that could be your specialty, right? Another example is let's say that you are in a creative industry, right? And you, you perhaps, uh, you serve people who have a creative streak and they are perhaps artists or they, 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 love, they love fashion or perhaps they write. And, uh, and you happen to be strong at these, uh, you happen to be stronger in writing than you are in fashion. And then if you kind of combine those two areas and you become the fashion writer who writes about adding a third area of expertise, who writes about this other thing, right? Whatever. Uh, shoes for shoes for commuters. You suddenly have three really kind of unique niches that when you mix it together, make you this one standout, special, one of a kind, nobody else can replicate type of an authority, right? You get the gist, right? So you kind of c- continue with that exercise and you suddenly realize, oh my God, no one else is a writer who is in the fashion space who also happens to specialize in uh, shoes for busy professionals who commute on a daily basis. So you kind of create those three things and magically, of course, not magically, you have to put in the work, but creatively and just in a way that only you can produce, you create this one really special thing that no one is doing. And suddenly when no one is doing it, you suddenly realize, oh, wow, this could be really a thing for me. This could be my specialty. People will come specifically to me because 
not only am I the only one who's doing it, but perhaps there are a couple other people doing it, but no one is doing it this way. So if you find those income blind spots, right, areas of intersection, areas where your one or two strengths can become this uh, multiplied strength and area for growth, you suddenly realize that, wow, this is really amazing, right? And that's on a, that's even on a macro level, guys, that's like on a big scale, right? Just kind of your category even. But if you're thinking about just bringing it back down to the nitty and the gritty, you can even do it in a way that uses a particular tool that few people use, right? Maybe you want to go back to that old time, maybe as a fashion writer, you're perhaps the only person now who still writes in a first person. I don't know. I don't know much about fashion. So this is probably yours, but perhaps you're the only person who writes about that particular topic in using your pen and paper and take a screenshot of it. And that could be your uh, I don't know, maybe that could be your your regular post or something to that degree, right? That could be your message that people suddenly realize, oh, wow, this is an amazing thing. So I want you to kind of think of, think smaller, but think a little bit more deeply, right? So you notice that none of these things are like, oh, I got to pull ideas out of the sky. And uh, this is something that no one has ever thought of. And I have to innovate and invent something completely new and reinvent the wheel. No, not not at all. It is all just a matter of finding these key levers that you can reproduce and recreate and reimagined in a way that is only specific to yours. And without you realizing, if you start doing that, on a macro scale, on a micro scale, right? On some of the activities that you're doing that no one else is doing, you suddenly will realize that, oh, wow, this is this, there might be something here and this could change things, right? So that's one really important way that you can start doing it. There are a few other things that you can do to do this. And if you do even, if you even just start with that one thing, you'll realize that, your income, your earnings, right? Your achievements and goals, and it might move at a faster speed, right? So if you're planning, for instance, to, I don't know what your plans are, but let's say you're planning on retiring when you're 60, maybe now uh, you can retire at 40 instead or 50 even, which is this 10 year saving, right? And you can spend that 10 years doing whatever you want. Or if you plan on earning 150 grand a year, maybe now instead because of this newfound speed and momentum that you can create because now you're all the more noticeable, all the more recognizable for what your specialty is, what you're doing, you can then plan to earn 300000 That's huge, you guys. That's a huge, huge, not only savings in your time, savings in your, I think, particular heartache that it's unnecessary when you're doing your, when you're growing your career or your business, right? You want to be finding these key levers and uh, so that you can find yourself in a place that you won't regret in years to come. So this is, of course, it all looks different from one person to the other. Some of the examples that I share might not be your example, but you can, you get the idea, right? You're listening to this podcast. And and I'm sure that if you are listening to this podcast, you understand uh, the concept that I was just sharing. 
And what you want to do is when you find those, uh, that intersection, those overlaps, right, of the intersection, that's your income blind spot that you're like, aha, that's it. That's the one. Uh, and of course, you have to do a number of things to make that a reality, to make sure that that's something that you want to do, to make sure that that's something that your people that you're wanting to serve is wanting as well. All of that comes a little bit after. But if you can kind of come up with these ideas, you'll start to realize that, oh, wow, okay, I'm not going to kind of just level off and taper off, right? My growth is still, the best growth is still is yet to come. So I love that analogy. And I hope that this is useful for you because I have a gift for you for this particular episode. I wanted to share with you some ways to avoid the income blind spot that only few people see, right? And only few, few people have successfully avoided. And this is, of course, because they are consistently searching for it. Maybe they're not searching particularly for the income blind spot, but they are specifically looking for, okay, what are some areas that are unseen and how can I look at things from a new perspective that will be absolutely, absolutely savory for the type of life that I wanted to create. So to do that, I have put together a something that would really, really help you even just immediately if you're applying for a job. I had created a one-page guide for applying for your dream job and standing out when you're doing that. And even if you're sending out an important email, if you're not applying for a job, if you're just sending out an important email at your work or at your business and you're kind of going, well, how can I where can I find these uh, blind spots to make myself stand out? There is also certain guides to to do this. And I created a word-for-word script for you um, that I'm going to dive into a little bit more deeply in the upcoming episodes. But for you guys who are listening already, you guys get the the, uh, sneak peek and, and the first dibs. And also, what are some ways to try to convince someone of your idea, your project, your proposal, right? This is something that undoubtedly 100% every successful person that I've seen, whether they are extroverted, whether they're introverted, whether they uh, are already ahead, or maybe they are just a new name who nobody knew, anyone who's ever been anything, they all know how to do this. But not a lot of people share this. So I do want to share uh, these ways for you so that you know how to um, how to to do this, even if even if you feel small, um, and this is critical for big big results that you are looking to create. So, you can download this free guide to avoiding the income blind spot on the show note, and that's something that is uh, immediately available for you. Take a look at it, immediately apply it to whatever it is that you're doing to find your income blind spot and to to reimagine it into something that actually can work in your favor and really can create this growth amplifiers that you didn't realize you can you can do so this is so so crucial so i want you to download that immediately so just go to the show notes if you're listening to this right now you can go uh, uh, to the episode notes you just click the episode and expand the notes and towards the end you'll see there's a link that says uh, you know download the free guide and you, it's immediately ready for you you can take a look at it ready right now which is just absolutely uh, amazing for you so that being said what are some takeaways? I think for me, this is something that I have been wanting to share with you guys because, again, not a lot of people notice this and all of the big 
uh, big successful names out there who are doing good work, who are doing work that you are aspiring to do as well. They all do this, you guys. They all have a way to find a and recreate and reimagine the income blind spot in a way that reimagine the wheel in a meaningful way. Because just because you can, it doesn't mean you should. So if you want to download that free guide, go ahead and click on that link that is in the show notes uh, on avoiding the income blind spot. And before you know it, you'll find and you'll be surprised. It might take you just a day to discover your income blind spots. It might take you a few weeks, it might take you a few months, whatever it is, you will start to realize that there are certain things that you haven't been doing or that you have just right under your nose that can actually propel you forward and really push you in and skyrocket you to wherever it is that you're wanting to go. So Growth Solvers, for that reason, it has been a true joy to share this with you. I hope you have an amazing week. I hope you have a an amazing and fulfilling day. And come join us again uh, in the next episode. We have so many good things waiting for you in the next few episodes, including the accidental playbook for achieving anything that I'm going to share with you uh, in the next few episodes. So be sure to tune into the accidental playbook for achieving anything and also winning without even trying. This is a concept that I don't talk about winning a lot because for me, this is not always the end goal, but there are certain cases where you do want to kind of reassess and look at winning and what does that mean but how could you do that without even trying or without even playing that particular game that you don't want to play so that being the case be sure to hit follow and subscribe growth solvers have a great week Mm -hmm.